Bag of tips for Oz Equipment Rentals. Supplying equipment to the construction, mining and roadworks industries. OzEquipment.com And the Ultima Hotel in the heart of the Mallee, just down the road from Swan Hill. Swing by for a cold beer. Let's have a look at the venues today across this wonderful country of ours. And we're racing um, today at Balaclava in South Australia. There we go. A rare Monday meeting, Mitchie Lewis. What have you got for us? Yeah, full credit to Racing SA, Gareth. It was a stinking hot day there at Balaclava yesterday. So all yep. they did was push the races forwards one day. I don't like it when they move them to, say, you know, a few days apart. Yep. So I've got three plays. If you're betting there at Balaclava today, when it's warm, it pays to be on speed. So race three, we're going to start. We've got one, a short price one, number 11, Rich Lady. Now, she's still a maiden, but she's been very competitive, particularly here at Balaclava. And I think today is her best opportunity. She's right down in the weights again. She's drawn in the right part of the track. And like I said, she has run well previously here before. I think today's her perfect opportunity. So she looks the best play for us there. Yes. So race three, number 11, Rich Lady. What else have you got for us? In race four, I think we can have a small bet on a debutant here. I don't want to go too hard, but number five, uh, Stockomo for the Richard and Chantel Jolly team. This horse has had two really nice trials. It comes out of barrier one here today. I'm expecting from those trials, it'll push up and be in a good spot. And Jake Toroke rides. I just think this horse potentially has a little bit more upside than a balaclava maiden. So I think it can win there. But given it's a debutant, I don't want to go too hard, but I think it is worth a bet. So race four, number five, Stockcomo. Race three, number 11, Rich Lady. Anything else? Yeah, one and a little bit more value in the last. Race seven, number one, Hypercane. So we're getting a bit of value because this horse has a big weight and is drawn a little bit awkward. But I think with the right run early, it's got enough tempo to be able to cross and find a position. So it's third up now, dropping in grades. Uh, previously has one third up, but also has a very good record here at the track. Four starts, two wins and a second. So if... If he's quick enough early and he crosses him, I think he'll be in a good enough position to give this one a shakedown in class today. All right. So, so Rich Lady, Stacomo and Hypercane, our place. Race three, number 11. Race four, number five. Race seven, number one, Mitchie. That's them, Gareth. You enjoy your day. You're a legend, son. Keep on dominating. You, you have a good day, mate, and good luck to the punters out there. There's Mitchie Lewis. What a superstar human he is. Luke Hovenessian joins us now. He's done the form for us at the New South Wales meeting at Dubbo. Hello to you, Lukey. Morning, Gareth. Let's kick off with your specials there. Where do we start? Easy. So I've only got the two plays for today. So we'll start off in race six, number 12, Rumbadu. Um, this four-year-old mare, she's racing in career best form and she looks well-placed here to notch up another victory. Last start at Cowra, she got a bit far back in the run and she charged home to just miss the on-pacer Rubier. They go head-to-head again here today, but Rubier faces a much tougher speed map. Being drawn barrier 12, she'll have plenty of pace underneath her and she'll need to burn plenty to cross them. This will see um, our top pick settle perfectly. He'll get in the moving line and all he needs is a bit of clear running room down the centre of the truck and he can storm home over the top. So I'm happy to play him. What race is that, mate? Uh, race 6, number 12. Oh, beautiful. Sorry, I was at, um, had my wrong screen up. So race 6, number 12 there, yep. Uh, Rumbadoo, $5 there with Bet365. What else have you got for us, mate? Then we'll go to the lucky last. So we'll go race eight, number eight, Raging Rush. Um, this four-year-old can break through for a preparation win here, and he returns to his home track of Dubbo. Um, trained by Clint Lundholm, um, he's sparingly, sparingly raced, and he looks to take his winning strike rate of 40% at start 13. He won a class three last autumn, and then he was competitive in deep races last campaign. 
last start at Gilgandra, he was beaten by 0.2 lengths in their BM74 town play. So he finds a softer race here. He maps well to land in the moving line, and with an ounce of luck, he should storm home over the top of his rivals here as well. So happy to play him. Beautiful. Um, just repeat that race number for us. Uh, race eight, number eight. Beautiful. Um, just having a look at Bet365 there, race eight. We're going to be patient today, Luke. You have an S in. $4 <laughs> there. Yeah. So, Amazing rush. Yeah, so a couple of $4 plays. Hopefully one of them can get up, and then it's happy days. Got you, mate. Have a good day. Cheers, Gareth. Have a good one. Always great to catch up with Luke Ovenessian. Um, uh, on this Monday, we've got Charlton Harness Racing today. Darren Carroll joins us. G'day, Daz. Morning, Gareth. Um, we'll start with Charlton, then we'll recap some of the highlights there from Saturday night. Where do we start with your specials? Uh, Charlton, I love backing leaders at Charlton. So both my specials today are leaders, so, which is the key. Race two, number one, treacherous times. I think you'll be... On with me here, Gareth. Um, Glen Bull trained, Glen Bull driven. So we love backing Glen when he's on a leader. Uh, this also got terrible figure form, but just put that away. Uh, last two times it's led over this distance, it's won. Um, and I just think it ticks those boxes that we liked. So race two, number one, treacherous times, 350 at bet 365. And the other one I'm keen on is race six, number two, James Garner. Again, expected to lead over the short trip around uh, this track. It just gives it every possible chance. Uh, it's probably more of a dower type than a sprinter, um, so it will cop some pressure if some comes. Um, Ryan Sanderson, the driver, uh, he's got a great record at the track, so there's it. it's the other one. It's at 2.40 at the moment, so race two, number one, into race six, number two for Charlton today. Beautiful. I want to play you a couple of highlights there from Melton on Saturday. We'll start off with the AG, SEN track, AG Hunter Cup, and it was a superb effort there by the best pace that I've seen for quite some time in Leap to Fame. He starts to tighten the noose. He's five metres to catch away. Third quarter and 27. Three back the inside is Max Delight. Four back the peg, Spirit of St. Louis. But it's Leap to Fame. He's in full flight coming around the home turn. He edges clear from catch away. Don't start dreaming and starting to run on strongly. Leap to Fame's got a healthy lead. The Kiwi runs on well. Don't stop dreaming. But it's Leap to Fame clear. The Queensland star. He takes another great leap towards the great stage. And he takes the hunter. Cup in style. It's so it looks like he's heading to Cranbourne right. this Saturday night, which is terrific for the Cranbourne club. But once he found the front, he was a. I know it's not everyone's cup of tea, but he was the greatest dollar sixty bet that I've seen for quite some time in a way in a big race there, Darren. Yeah, he was dominant. Um, you know, as we predicted all week, he'd find the front, and from there he was just going to be awfully hard to beat. And um, you know, he's an outstanding horse. Oh, he's got that aura about him there oh. when I was there on Saturday night, mate. He's, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, he can do work. So, therefore, you know, you sort of have to hand up to him because if he hits outside, he's going to pull you into the ground as well. So, um, he's just, you know, we're, we're lucky to have a horse like him. So, let's appreciate the fact that we've got a horse like him and it's just not, like, boring because he finds the front after a lap and how exciting. That's not very exciting. Well, it's exciting watching Superstar of the Sport and, um, just enjoy that. I just get so tired of the the negativity that surrounds stand, you know, lack of standing. Oh, but people have got no yeah. understanding of the game. They're just complete and utter. Oh, I just they're, get tired of it, Gareth. Well, mm. it doesn't really matter any. Like they wouldn't start first of all if it was a handicap. Leap to fame in today's world wouldn't start. So the right. idiots that the, the yeah. idiots that say, oh, they wouldn't start even if they made it a million dollars because it'd be impossible right. for them to win. And, and the other aspect, about... 100%. So if they do make it a stand and they make everyone off the front, if he still yeah. draws the front, he's going to, like, 
you, like the New Zealand Cup's a perfect example. Like they've yeah. been ball fest when you've had copy yeah. that and those type of horses, Lazarus yeah. and Self Assured yeah. and whoever gets to the front wins because yeah. there's only two or three good horses that can compete. The best yeah. races that we've had have been mobiles or yeah. whatever. When like with when you've got the, the we well, thinking the, how good last year's was. Gareth. Yeah, it was a great race. When you've got yeah, the best chances, be, yeah. When the best chances are drawn badly, and they've got to have some drivers that got to make a decision. There's got to be tempo. The Victoria yeah. Cup was the perfect example. What a great race that was Absolutely. when they all had to work. Yeah. So whoever thinks that the standing starts. Um, that that's the answer to these races. Well, they just got no. They're, they're simply factually they got no idea anymore yeah. because they don't quite understand how far the breed's gone and how they don't understand the game anymore. And that's just mm. fact. Yeah. So, and an interesting stat, Gareth and Brett and I were having a chat about this over the weekend is that the last three standing start hunter cups, a minimum of four horses have missed away from the stand. Yeah, that's no. the other thing. Well, it's just like, and the, and the that's horses. That's not good for the sport. No, is it? and the, and the, yeah. they breed to these North Americans these days who don't have yep. standing starts. Like, yeah, probably stop, more more our issue. Is yeah, stop living exactly in the past. It makes like you look at everyone on the board and like stop living in the past harness racing and come out and yep. say, "Oh, like the good old days." It makes me sick. It's a yeah. you got to be start to like. Um, embrace those Mercury races, which I thought was one of the highlights of the night, the 1,200-metre races. Well, we That's had a really what... good mix yeah. you know, for the night, I think. And I, I just think we need to be more positive about it. The crowd was outstanding. Um, everything about the night, I know you could say it was a lacklustre race because of the, you know, it just led and won, but you're seeing a superstar of the sport and might see another horse like him for another five years. Just yeah. enjoy it. I and, thought... Embrace it. 100%. I thought the, the second horse, Don't Stop Believing, is a horse oh, and a half. Awesome. What about he put a couple of ruffies, performance? He put a couple of ruffies in at about the 150, yeah. Gareth, and he bobbled. Gee, he would have got probably within another metre and a half of him, I reckon. Yeah. I don't think he would have beaten him because he would have found another gear, I think, the, the winner. But he was still brilliant. And he's only four, just turned four. So, um, yeah, he's a lovely so horse. who would yeah. you prefer going forward in a chariot to fire, Don't Stop Dreaming or Frankie Ferocious, who... Geez, he's sprinting like I'm the mighty Quinn. Yeah, I think Don't Stop Dreaming might have a little bit more depth than yep. Frankie, but Frankie sitting on his back would be pretty awesome. But, yep. yeah, the way he just sped the line from three back to fence, he, yeah, it was just a brilliant win, wasn't it? As good as Leap to Fame was, as good as Frankie was, this was the highlight for mine <laughs> on Saturdays. The Trotters took centre stage. Yang Chucky awaits the run in the garage sprint lane and then came RC Phoenix from Queen Elida and Mafasa Metro. Off the back straight in 28.2. Just believe levels up to his all muscle. Call me the breezes three wide. Then Kiang Chucky turning for home. Just believe he loomed up now with Call Me the Breeze. It's just believe putting his head in front of Call Me the Breeze. He's all muscle. It's just believe Call Me the Breeze. This is the race we wanted. Just believe Call Me the Breeze. Call me the breeze. Call me the breeze is beaten just believing a what great a race. race. I don't think when what we arrived there on Saturday was. night that we thought this was possible that Just mm. Believe would get beat. But Nathan Jack and Anton Galeno and Pat Driscoll had a plan to defeat Just Believe. And he made a statement in the heat, which is like if you just if you don't understand the concept of the Great Southern Star, you got two heats at the start of the night. Then you got a barrier draw like the Cox Plate, which was intriguing in itself because Nathan Jack decided to go barrier 10 when he could have got a, a front row draw. Um, so, yeah, it was it was a fascinating series, mate, and it's well, what a race it was. Where do you start, Gareth? I mean, just by listening, since Jill's just listening to that, doesn't it? And to hear the crowd in the background, that was just an amazing, probably one of the better races that you'll ever see. 
Um, so the crowd got right behind it. Um, obviously, with the our chance of the sport currently at the moment, Just Believe going down. But I think it's credit to Just Believe is it took a, a champion performance to beat him. And he went down like a true champion as well. Yeah. And um, I think Nathan Jack and... Um, and Yabby Dan Farm and um, and Anton Galina just deserve all the credit they can get. It's not very easy to bring a stadium from the other side of the mm. world across here, and in his second, more second run over here, he um, performs at the level that he did. But yeah, he made a statement in in the heat, and I would have thought if he had drawn inside, just to leave say three or four, he would have been favourite. So yeah. he probably went around at good price. Um, Nathan was just an unbelievably courageous decision to draw Barry 10 because he could have drawn 6 or 7 but chose Barry 10 so then he had a plan and the plan worked and um, yeah it was just fantastic and I suppose one thing we should not underestimate the fact is that whilst we always like underdogs the two owners of the winners were Kevin Seymour of Leap to Fame and, Cor- and Pat Driscoll and the Epidance Farm of Cormier de Bruges and whilst they're no way underdogs they put so much money into this yeah. sport and it's so good to see people who put a lot of money into the sport rewarded every now and then and we need that and um, they just you know, do so much. The whole breed of the trotters can be attributed to the fact of people like Pat Driscoll. So yeah, yeah. we've got a lot to look forward to. Totally agree. Yeah, tears in his eyes. So did, so did Kevin and Kay Seymour. They were, yeah. They're living their dreams. Obviously they Absolutely. spend a lot of money but these are their, they, they've been dreaming of horses like this and Pat Driscoll yeah. um would still probably lose on that horse in a way, even though he spent a yeah, lot of money to win a great Southern star, but yeah. um, he just wants to make a difference to the sport. He wants to, he wants to breed horses and get horses in this part of the world that can mix it with the world's best in the elite lop. And Greg Sugars, I've never seen a cheer for a horse like just believe coming back to yeah, the great, wasn't it? Um, mm. winner's circle or back to, yeah. to weigh in in a way. Um, and it was amazing. But he went so, down like a champion. Oh, he? he did. And, he just had to do too much work in that 27 quarter and Nathan Jack was on the money. He, and he, he would, took some getting past. Yeah. Nah, he's got a big heart. Hey, we could talk about this all day, mate. He it could. was a great night of harness racing. Well done to everybody involved. And, um, yep. yep. I think the sport should be proud on Saturday night. Absolutely. And Chris Alford, the sport. Yep. Chris Alford's only yep. one away from 8,000. He's not I driving know. today, is he? No, no. Uh, Wednesday night at Ballarat, we'll, we'll talk about his drives uh, yep. on Wednesday, but I think it was the night the sport needed, Gareth. It was, yep. it was fantastic. hundred percent. You're a superstar. Yeah. Daz, thanks for that. See you, guys. That is Bag of Tips, the Oldhamer Hotel in the heart of the Mallee. Good on you, Shane Bennett, for listening today. Just down the road from Swan Hill, swing by for a couple of cold beers. And Oz Equipment Rentals, supplying equipment to the construction, mining, and roadworks industries, ozequipment.com.